Hello and welcome to This Is Not A Who Cast, where we talk about Doctor Who or whatever we want. It's not a Who Cast, so who cares? <laughs> I'm Daniel. And I'm Bo. And today we're going to be doing your favourite Doctor. My favourite Doctor, indeed, yes. Uh, so this was an idea that we came up with. We wanted to uh, highlight a few of our favourite Doctors and we thought what better way to start than... Uh, with a doctor that's not in the middle and not quite at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very wibbly wobbly here at This Is Not A Who cast. <laughs> if it helps, this is the doctor's final incarnation, as long as he doesn't pull in more uh, incarnations out of a crack. Fair call. Yes, indeed. Uh, so we're going to go with the 11th Doctor, which is uh, famously played by Matt Smith. Very famously, the youngest doctor. Yes, he was too. And uh, it's funny when you go back and rewatch those episodes, it's really obvious how young he is. Like he just has that uh, baby face kind of childlike demeanor, which is really cool. If you were getting to the end of your life and you had one more chance, you'd pick someone very young mm. so that you had a long time to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it was actually you, Dan, that pointed out um, his character arc which is something we're going to talk about a little later on so i don't want to spoil that just yet but um it's quite interesting when you look back on his beginning middle and end because it's actually quite profound in terms of how his character evolves and matures stephen moffat uh for both the 11th and 12th doctor wrote really interesting arcs for both of them mm. yeah definitely definitely um so how did you feel uh about his casting do you remember like were you a Doctor Who fan when he was cast? Well, yeah, I've been a Doctor Who fan since 2007. Right. So, so yeah, that was before his casting. Yes, it was qu it's quite before. Yes. Mm. So, um, uh, actually, oh, what year did he... 2010 was um, the... He was announced after the specials, which came out in 2009. Yeah, right. And then you course. had that. And I was like, I don't know who Matt Smith is, but he looks kind of like a vampire. <laughs> You, you know the image I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, where he's all emo in his black suit jacket. and Literally nothing like the Doctor. It's weird. It would be like if um, the 10th Doctor wore the 9th um, the Doctor's outfit. Mm, or like it was kind of a bit sort of Valyard-ish. Yeah. Um, one thing I, I remember that image, um, seeing it and thinking, ah, oh, this is going to be an emo Doctor. <laughs> yeah, I can get on board with that. Um <laughs> Nah. And then it turns out, no, he was, uh, he was quite different. He, he was basically has your fashion sense. I know. There's a reason that he's your favourite doctor, and that's because, I mean, you would. Tweed jacket, bow ties. I wonder, though, if that's something I've developed because of my love for the doctor, or if it's I love the doctor because that's something I like. It's one of those things that's been so long now where I actually don't know what influenced what first. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I like that he he dresses like an old professor. Mm. I like the doctor being a teacher in general, but in here it's just a fashion sense. He's dressing like an old professor, like an old man trying to be young. Yeah. Well, I think what I like about it as well is it's kind of, like you said, it's like that old man in a young person's body. And he's still like, ah, yes. And what I love about it the most is just the sheer undiluted Britishness of it. <laughs> it's like, yep, we got tweed, we got elbow protectors, um, we're doing um, uh, suspenders and bow ties because bow ties are cool. Um, even though I, at that time there was not a great resurgence for bow ties. Well, the reason that um, 
I like it because it feels – so I don't like the Doctor wearing a costume. Right. Like uh, the question marks or the like brightly coloured clothes. Or decorative vegetables. Yes. Mm. But um, I do like that this feels like something that an old man would wear. Yeah. Well, it was all – what I loved about it was um, – and that sort of brings us into Matt Smith's uh, first episode, which is The Eleventh Hour. The best introduction so for any good. doctor except for the first one. But then there's that scene at the end of the episode where he's kind of like putting together all the different uh, costume pieces that are just literally bits and pieces of people's clothes. Yeah, and um, he's like, "I yeah, I saved the world." Yeah, I'm going to sue me. I'll I kept the clothes. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah it's very. He's like, cool. "I'm not going to face aliens wearing this old rubbish. It's all torn shit." But what a hard act to follow in terms of you know coming straight off the back of David Tennant. Yeah, it um. And the 10th Doctor was so hugely popular, particularly amongst, like, younger viewers, to come into that and and be like, oh, yeah, I have to, like, like I think it would be easy for him to have come in, like, I have to out-cool the old Doctor. But instead he kind of went the opposite where he was like, I'm going to be so uncool that it'll be fashionable. <laughs> uh, I like that. I don't like um, – and I think it's good that they in, had a new Doctor – with Stephen Moffat, who was a new writer. Yeah, new showrunner, yeah. And you had the new showrunner, the new Doctor coming in um, and just establishing themselves um, for their own sake. Yeah. Okay, so season one, it's the fairy tale season. So you have a bunch of younger, you, you have the, the younger leaning thing. He's a kid. He's, he's got bunk beds. Yeah, well, I think, and, and as I said before, this is uh, something that I didn't really put together, um, probably because I'm a lot like the 11th Doctor and my childlike <laughs> brain just doesn't really connect the dots uh, in that way. But uh, the fact that he goes from being a child to an adolescent to a, an adult is yeah. quite an interesting... And then dies of old age. Yeah, quite an interesting story arc. Um, and... Like if you watch, like if you look at his costuming uh, throughout the series as he progresses, you know, he goes from the short um, suit coat to the waistcoat and the, the short coat, like the, uh, the um, I think they call it a, a morning jacket or um, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's a particular kind of coat that goes to the knee. Um, ah, it'll come to me. But not, not a trench coat. That's what the Tenth Doctor wore. No, but he did have those couple of episodes um, where he wore that green trench coat. That was uh, I, I quite like that one too. That was a cool jacket. My, I just, yeah, my I favorite one is the purple one. Yes, the that's my favorite too. Yeah, the six the sixth season in general in mm. terms of aesthetics, I really like the TARDIS and I really like his outfit. Yeah, I really um, I really enjoyed that style. Um, and of course, we can't. Everybody's like, oh, David Tennant's hair is so good. Nothing compared to Matt Smith's. He's basically wearing a mop on his head. Pretty much. It's great. They put all the energy into the hair because there weren't any <laughs> eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my favourite line of, uh, of uh, his last episode where um, he shaves his head um, and Clara's like, Doctor, you haven't got any hair. And, and she's like, what about the eyebrows? And he's like, oh, they're just delicate. <laughs> That's, that's one of my favourite moments. Your ears are like rocket fins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Mm. All right. What's your favourite episode? My favourite episode would have to be... Now, I'd be inclined to say 
the day of the doctor. But you I've, can't say the day of the doctor. But I know I can't say that. We're saving the day of the doctor for its own episode. Yes, yes, I know. You're correct, um, though. Uh, oh, gee, oh, um, uh. I, I wrote so many as my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's tough to beat the 11th hour because it's just such a great episode, but I feel like that's its own its own category of, of special. So um, I really, really loved uh, the rebel flesh and the almost people. I really liked that except for the ending. Mm. Well, what I liked about it was and, – and this is something um, just in terms of the newer series that I feel like has kind of been dialed back a lot is – they've lost that kind of classic science fiction feel to it. Whereas like, I feel like uh, David Tennant, uh, well actually pretty much from Christopher Eccleston through to David Tennant, through to Matt Smith, through to Peter Capaldi. And it kind of fizzled off, I think at the end with Peter Capaldi, um, there was a real absurdist kind of science fiction vibe, like anything goes type thing. Um, And it always like, it was always kind of, and this is something I just loved about Doctor Who is that it was always quite ridiculous, but awesome. <laughs> uh, and it was the kind of show that you would go in and you'd be like, it, it doesn't need to make sense. It just needs to be fun <laughs> and, uh, or, or terrifying or, or hilarious or heartbreaking. Like it could be anything, but it would also also be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, that, that's the essence of the Doctor is, uh, you know, the, the silly Doctor, the raggedy man, the, you know, that sort of... Um, that persona uh, really came through in those episodes and I don't think that it sort of hits that same note anymore. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be like that. Things evolve and things change, but that's kind of how I liked it. So, I mean, that's fair. Everyone has the era that they like the most. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, ooh, um, see, then I've also got um, A Good Man Goes to War. Okay. I think that A Good Man Goes to War should have been the last episode with Amy and Rory. Okay. Instead of having their kid turn into River Song and it being stupid, you have them just leave and then... uh, Because that was quite the traumatic experience for Amy too. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, let's just pop in the TARDIS and off we go. Never mind, you've just lost the baby that you just carried for nine months. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I do like that it comes back. Um, Like they, they... Her and Rory broke up because... Of that, yeah, which I like. It's, it's it's a very real um, repercussion of you know, that that trauma. So, I just wish that it wasn't River. For a good man goes to war. You have that be like Amy and Rory's last episode, and then they gr- and then he's like grounded, like the opposite of the third Doctor. He can't be, uh, he can't leave Earth in the third Doctor, but you have it be that he can't be on Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he goes and meets Clara. At the Asylum of the Daleks. It's funny because um, just, for, this is not a Who cast. We, uh, we, we often like to tell them how it should have been done. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if, if, if you know two what? people that um, have nothing, no stakes <laughs> uh, and can't pitch uh, better things and say how, um, how it could have been done, we, we get to how be the like, hell do, would Chris Chibnall get his job? Yeah, we, 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 get to just, we get to be those guys that are like, you know what? I would have done it this way. Yeah, but at least we're self-aware enough not to take the job when it's right. offered. Because that would be madness. Imagine having that responsibility. That would suck. It'd be pretty awesome though. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I th- my favourite episode is either uh, The 11th Hour or uh, Asylum of the Daleks. 
I really love Asylum of the Daleks. Mm, yeah, that, that is a good episode too, yeah. I wish it was Asylum of the Cybermen. Mm. You don't change anything. They're just Cybermen. Yeah, yeah. Because the problem that I have with Daleks is they, they turn them into Cybermen. Right, so they're kind of like absorbing people and turning them into Daleks. Yeah, and they're um they're like converting people and mm. and you got the people with the things. Yeah, yeah, it would have made, I guess I see your point. It might have made more sense if it was Cybermen. Yeah, and um, then you... um. But I guess the Daleks are kind of like more threatening in that kind of like they're the Doctor's greatest adversary type thing. yeah. I just, um, I, I like the twist with uh, with Clara though. Oh I yeah, I like that she was a Dalek. Oh, souffle girl and uh, and the banter that she had with the it's with good. the Doctor was really good. Yeah, it's a- and Rory. <laughs> uh, what you call him? The chin, the chin and the nose. Yeah, chin and the nose, and that came back <laughs> uh, in the fiftieth anniversary. Mm. I really like that. Um, the uh, also, uh, I guess we're going into our honorary mentions now because uh, I'm also thinking of the name of the Doctor as well. Was another great episode. The name of the Doctor is interesting, and it's such a great segue into the fiftieth, which we're not allowed to discuss. We're barely allowed to talk about the n- name of the Doctor because <laughs> that's a Christmas special. And is it? Well, it was too, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 There's a lot. Um. And there was. It was just like I. I just thought it was such like people. Um give Moffat a lot of crap about some of the, the storytelling things that he did. But I think that um, the story arc for Matt Smith was just I think he's good with phenomenal. the story arc and with like overarching stuff. But he has like, here's the tropes of bringing people back from the dead mm. constantly, forever. Yeah. And and like, why have, like, like um, he wrote uh, the Silence of the Library and he's like... Just once everyone lives and uh, with with the empty child as well, and he's done that twice. And then when he got the show showrunner position, it's like kill everyone, kill <laughs> no, kill everyone, and then bring them back. Yeah, yeah. You're like you can kill everyone, be a sociopath, I don't care, but have them stay dead. Mm. Like, and one of them doesn't make sense. Like there was this one with in the Todd Doctor's era with the the woman um, who. The girl who died and the woman who lived, where she just was brought back because. <laughs> Why? Because. Yeah, because. Uh, How did up. she come back? By doing it. <laughs> wow, yeah. wow, wow, wow. I really like Amy's Choice. That's my final decision. Amy's Choice is the best episode. Okay. No, The Girl Who Waited. Oh, yeah, okay, that is good. The Girl Who Waited because Rory is better than the Doctor. <laughs> I love Rory. I love that bit at the start of A Good Man Goes to War where you think it's leading up to the Doctor and it turns out that it's actually, um, she's talking about Rory. People don't like Amy and I'm like, listen. Well, she's a bit fickle. Arc. That's I think that's the, the problem with Amy Pond as a character is she's a little bit like, she's like, oh, I'm going, going to run away with a Doctor and kiss him and things. Well, and her <laughs> arc, well, okay, they shouldn't have had her try and have sex with the Doctor. And that was, I think it was just that one it, it thing that, that, that kind of made scene. you go, oh, that's a bit... But, it, but um, aside from that, it's mainly that she's choosing between her imaginary friend and her childhood and her husband and growing up. It's the Peter Pan thing. Yeah, yeah. The Doctor's Peter Pan, she's Wendy, and Rory is uh, annoyed Peter. <laughs> oh, no, annoyed John. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Doctor is Peter Pan. But <laughs> the girl who waited, uh, you have um, Amy just being like, you know what? Fuck the Doctor. He's stupid. He's got a dumb bow tie, probably. He's got stupid glasses. I had to wait here for like 50 years and he didn't even come and rescue me. Who came and rescue me? My husband. Mm. As in like, 
maybe Rory's more important uh, in general. I love that the that whole thing could be explained by that was actually the doctor's plan and he was trying to teach her an important lesson. Yeah. But like or is in- he just like thoughtlessly oblivious? <laughs> He's thoughtlessly oblivious. But you'll never know because afterwards he'll be like, yeah, that was my plan all along. Oh, no, he'd never admit that because they'd shoot him. <laughs> you had her stay there for 50 years for a plot? No. <laughs> I, I got to talk about my, um, my honorary app. Uh-huh. And um, now this is not because of – I have two honorary apps. And this has got nothing to do with storytelling or any kind of fanciful thing. It's simply because it's just fun. And that is <laughs> the Crimson Order. Okay. <laughs> And the reason I love the Crimson Horror is because Matt Smith gets to go around with a Yorkshire accent for like the whole thing, <laughs> talking about the Crimson Horror, Mr. Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like just he gets to change his outfit. He wears a more sort of basic kind of tweed suit and uh, Clara gets to sort of bounce off him like she's his wife. And it's just good fun. And uh also, Matt Smith, just everything uh, goes uh, at the end of every sentence. Everything's bagum, bagum. <laughs> In fact, we should get that as a sound bite. So whenever we're excited, it doesn't like, oh, I'm excited about this bagum. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? What does by gum even mean? Is it gum like chewing gum? Well, I don't know. So <laughs> was chewing gum even invented around that period? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, and also my other honorary mention uh, also uh, for my um, sheer and epic man crush on Matt Smith is uh, the uh, the Nightmare in Silver was a favourite episode of mine purely uh, on account of Matt Smith playing a villainous version of himself. That's really cool. I think Matt Smith in general could play a good villain. Mm. Uh, do you know what is my dream role for Matt Smith? What's that? So they make a live-action Hamilton musical. Okay. Matt Smith must play the king <laughs> oh yeah uh, like there's bag. nobody else that can play that role in the live action film it has to be matt smith nice that's really funny and i am on board excellent uh so your honorary episode if you will please daniel uh honorary mention uh probably uh the one with the dream lord oh amy's choice i really like okay, amy's choice. i like anything about amy and rory I just like them mm. as a couple. And then they're like, yeah, he's just our driver, really. <laughs> and they'd, they'd be the perfect characters to have the, we're just going to leave. We're married. We've got mm. a kid. We're, yeah. we're going to fuck off. Uh, peace. That's what, that's what young parents do. They're like, we've got our own shit going on. Yeah, and they should. Mm. Uh, but no, because, um, because Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat are both mega fanboys, they're like, no, why do you leave the doctor? I'd never do that. The greatest. Yeah. Um, so they had to like be sent back in time or something stupid. Speaking of which, least favourite episode. Least favourite episode for Matt Smith. I have, I have uh, one. Um, yeah, you, you tell me yours. Uh, it's the one with James Corden in it. Or the <laughs> other one with James Corden. Well, in I it. actually really liked James Corden back then. Mm, no. <laughs> Such an asshole. But Dan, you were just telling me the other day how much you loved James James Corden, that oh. you'd signed up to the James Corden fan club. And His best role is in Cats. <laughs> God, he's such a douchebag. Um, um, I think that's basically... Is that really your, your least favourite episode? Uh, he's, he's in it. So, yeah, but he wasn't who he is now back then. So that's why I didn't mm. like. I, I actually really liked him. And I, thought, I like this I, guy. I actually like the lodger. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the other one, but at least favorite. 
Aside from James Corden being in it. I'm trying to think of like my my least favourite um, episode now. Um, I know at some point I was just sick of um, people coming back from the dead and I was like, ah, you guys suck. And anything in uh, season, the second half of season seven, oh. uh, I didn't really like. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I've got it, I've got it. It's um the oh, the Russian submarine episode. Oh yeah, that was um, what was that called? That was boring. Yeah, that I think it was, that was under the lake. But there was a really yeah, there was uh, a, a before really, the flood and after the flood. There, there was a a really good alien in it, and it was all like scary and like. Wait a minute, isn't that the Talk Doctor? No, I think it was Matt Smith. It was his last season. It was like one of those filler type episodes. Okay, I'm thinking of a different one then. Mm. Yeah, under the lake is um is uh. The Twelfth Doctor. Okay. The one I'm thinking of is it takes place on like a Soviet Russian submarine. Um, I think it had um, what's his name uh, from Game of Thrones that was um, the, the Scottish guy that um, was Stannis Baratheon's uh, right hand man. Sure, um, that guy. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just that that episode. I can't even remember what it's called. Um, I just didn't. Uh, I wasn't entertained by that episode. It was kind of like, ah, oh, this is ah. Oh, um, what was the one also in the the manor house? Um, maybe it was the lodger, where it was like it was almost like a horror type one. They were in this old sort of haunted mansion. But um, it, it, that one they're at um, James Gordon's house, and then people go disappearing. Oh no, that, 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 that was a good one. Um, oh, I'm trying to think, ladies and gentlemen, he cannot think of a single bad episode. I'm sure they even were. that one. That one you're thinking of? No, he loves it. <laughs> If you can't say the name, you don't think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had it. I definitely had it in my head. It was there, and then it was gone. Oh well, I'm sure that it'll come to you. But um, favorite villain, uh, the Dream Lord. The Dream Lord is so good. Uh, Toby Jones as well, great actor. Um, also the voice of Dobby from Harry Potter. In case you didn't, oh, know. that's fun. I really like the Dream Lord because people are like, <sighs> what's the, the Valyard? Have you heard of the Valyard? Do you yes. know the Valyard? Yes. Him. Yeah. yeah um, the Dream Lord came in between, the, uh, during like the Doctor's final life, right? Which is uh, like, he was, he's the in-between of the final life and his, and the end of his life. That's when the Valyard would come in. Mm. And then you have the Dream Lord coming in and wrecking shit. And so that makes sense what, what i thought was me. really interesting about the dream lord is he's obviously a, a manifestation of the darker aspects of the doctor right and everybody has dark aspects mm-hmm. um and obviously the doctor is for the most part he's a good guy he's had a few sort of dark phases and things like that but he is essentially a hero so what i thought was really interesting about the dream lord was that it was this kind of pure and undiluted nasty version of the doctor and just it's sort of definitely brought to life those moments that particularly I think Matt Smith does really well where he uh, there's that bit with uh, Amy and Rory where they're trying to sort of get the doctor to lean a certain way and he's like don't play games with me don't ever think you could play games with me and you're just like whoa that was kind of dangerous like so I think it's interesting that uh, like with that kind of that age, that thou- living for thousands of years and seeing all the things that he sees and, and having the power that he has comes with a certain level of responsibility. And if he, for a moment, kind of lets that lapse, he could be something quite formidably evil. I um, I like the ending of that episode when Amy and Rory are like, so who was that? And he's like, oh, I thought it was obvious. <laughs> I like that he thought that it was obvious. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
So that's my honorary uh, villain for Matt Smith. I like the way that they handled the um, the Daleks throughout the um, series mm. because aside yeah, from yeah. turning them into Cybermen, they're like they're more governmenty. It's like we're trying to rebuild. Yeah, after the wake of uh, the the time war and all that sort of thing. Yeah, and um, most of the um, episodes went there. But my favorite one, and they're not villains, but antagonists, is the lizard people. Oh yeah, yeah, they're very cool. Yeah. Yeah, they were in... I love uh, uh, Madame Vastra, Strax and Jenny. They're such a great um, team. They're great. Any, any episodes they featured in, I always really enjoyed. I think it was their first introduction episode, the first scene that the um, that Madame Vastra was in. And she's like, hey, you know Jack the Ripper? I ate him. <laughs> he was delicious. I, I love um, when Strax is in one of the Christmas specials, Strax is talking to the boy um, who was like their navigator on the coach. And he's like, what is your name, boy? And he's like... Uh, my name is Thomas. Thomas Tom, sir. Well, well, Tom Tom. Thank you. <laughs> and obviously, at that time, uh, Tom Tom was a very famous brand of GPS system. Oh, that's cute. Of course, now we don't use GPS systems because we have mobile telephones. Do that's they even fun. call them telephones anymore? Or are they just... They're called mobile phones. Oh, smartphones now. Smart yeah, phones. yeah. See, I'm hip. I'm cool. Sure. I, I know things about yeah. modern stuff. You're 75. Don't even lie. <laughs> <laughs> 30 going on 75 <laughs> you wish that you were 75 so that you could be angry at the young people these days i'm already angry at the young people these days i think um kids today someone said that 30 is the youngest old person yes when you hit 30 you can you can be old that as is old as you want essentially me <laughs> at this point in my life yeah so it's final episode final episode final episode in exit episode how did they handle it I thought it was handled really well. I think um, the most beautiful thing about uh, the 10th Doctor's exit is that it's a very personal and emotional exit, but that's also kind of the worst thing about it is it's almost like a you've mentioned before, it's almost like a death of the character. Yeah. When it's not, it's it's the changing of the character. I really like that the 11th Doctor was like, don't worry about it. We're going to change. It'll be fine. Yeah. We'll continue on. It'll be, be good. But the the tenth Doctor spent his entire all of his specials like me 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 I'm me, going me. to die everything's gonna be terrible I'm gonna it's gonna suck I'm gonna die horribly what can I say I had vanity issues at the time <laughs> <laughs> that's a good cover up but like a lot of people a lot of Americans got on board for Doctor Who during the eleventh Doctor's era mm. but a lot of British viewers dropped off oh, okay. because it felt like the Doctor was dying, not changing. Oh, you mean the 10th Doctor? Yeah, the 10th Doctor. Right, yeah. Um, and then when the 11th Doctor came on board, he they, they basically brought it to America more. I love um, that sort of uh, the idea that Matt Smith's Doctor becomes this like grumpy old man that's yeah. not going to do anything for anyone. I wish that he didn't de-age. Well, for Daleks, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I wish that he didn't de-age during his um inca- uh, his regeneration. I wish that he stayed as an old man. But that I speech liked is it. so good. I kind of liked that he, he reverted back because then you got to see him as the Doctor that we know, and uh, that whole uh, we're all different people all throughout our lives, and that's okay. You got to keep moving so long it's as you such remember. A good speech. That is my probably my favorite speech from the Eleventh Doctor. Mm. And like the Todd Doctor has a lot of speeches, but that's. I think the second best speech from the 11th Doctor is probably the Rings of Akaten, where he's like, uh, I've seen things that you would never understand. I've lost things that you would never understand. That's a, a 
a cool speech. It's so good. People don't like that episode. It's, it's a great episode. It yeah. felt very classic Who, actually. Yeah, and I like the... Uh, I like it, I like it that the, it's all about stories and mm. and they have to deal with an angry son. It's very... Yeah very broad and Doctor Who, but like becomes more personal uh, with Clara and her stories because throughout the seventh season, we're struggling to care about Clara because she isn't a character in the, th- in the seventh season. She's a mystery box. Mm. And it's not until the eighth season where she becomes a really, really good character. One thing I also really love about uh, Matt Smith's final episode is uh, he's kind of like, he understands that it's all, com- well, as far as he's concerned, it's all coming to an end. Um, and Clara's really distraught, but he's kind of at peace with it. And she says that, uh, does the Christmas cracker with him. And it's like the, um, uh, the, the time, uh, what is it? It says, uh, the time has come like all your former selves. No, it's uh, the hours uh, struck the, 12. Yeah, uh, sorry, the, the time has come. Like all your former selves, 11's hour is over now. The clock is striking 12. That's cute. And then he just goes, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes. Or the bit where um, he's, she's like, what are you, uh, the, the guy, uh, Barnaby is like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm going to go up there and see what happens. And if something <laughs> works out, I'll tell him it was all part of the plan. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, I like that the Daleks were like, you have extended all your lives. And then he's like, what did you say? Did you just tell me the rules? Yeah. Because yeah. you know that was that was Stephen Moffat writing to fans. Going, being like, don't be a dick. <laughs> this, I, I had to write this in. You pieces of shit. Don't bring up that, that we said that like 30 years ago. You assholes. And uh, also the, the bit where he removes the bow tie. Oh God, that's so when good. you're like, oh, and then he says, uh, I will, I will always, rem- sorry, I will never forget this. Not one line, not one day. I will always remember when the doctor was me. It's so good. And it was really easy to accept the top doctor because of that exit. Yeah. Until later, which I'll explain in our next episode. All right. Well, in that case. Yeah. Well, here we are at the end of our second episode, which I think we should play ourselves off. All right. Until next time. Fare thee well. Yeah.